Well, let's pray. We're ro- you want to pray first? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Pray into the mic, please. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, so we can hear you. Is this being recorded? No, no. I just... Uh, oh, look, okay. I can hear you in my ears if you talk like this. I can't hear you like this. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I Unless need you just sound so much mic. cooler with yeah, the mic, you know, Chris? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this food, God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for these two guys, um, God, that um, desire to honor you um, through this. And it's my desire as well, God. We just ask that you would um, put in our hearts uh, and in our mouths, God, um, the things that you um, want to say um, tonight, we pray. And nothing else, um, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, maybe a little, you know. Chris, I I was recording. I think I'm going to put that at the start of the podcast. Oh, money. I don't think so. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Let's Grab a Bite. Woo! Come on. Let's grab a bite. Thank you, band, for the intro. We are joined today by just an, an extraordinary man. Really, there's nobody like There's no words him. to describe my feelings towards this man. Not at all, really. He has changed my life and many others. Mine as well. And I am so thankful that he is our first guest Very on the podcast. Guest. It was kind of funny because when we were talking about having podcasts, we were thinking like, okay, we could totally have guests. And immediately when we like, you know, mentioned guests, mm-hmm. we both instantly came up with this name because it's just, yeah, you know, there's just nobody else he is the man the myth the legend, the legend. chris adair bam, 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 bam. welcome to the podcast chris thank you guys welcome i'm just here for the free chick-fil-a so just uh, <laughs> yes today we are grabbing a bite that with was, some chick-fil-a um yeah. chris what are you eating today what, what do you what do you grab how about a spicy chicken sandwich mm. with a mm. waffle fry and some sweet tea you Thank you guys. Guy. Thank you for being here. What are, you, what are you eating, Jeremiah? I'm going with the grilled nuggets. I used to be a nugget fan, but the grilled nuggets? Grilled oh nuggets, goodness. huh? Let me tell you. I've never yeah. tried the grilled nuggets. It's next level. It really is something else. What's what's your sauce of choice? I, I go with classic Chick-fil-A <laughs> sauce every time. Mm. I'm a Polynesian guy. <clears throat> Polynesian. And so here. is Chris. Same here. Waffle fries and Polynesian. You know what my... So my me and my girlfriend's two-year anniversary is coming up. Come on. And we're very bad at like surprises, so we like already told each other what we're getting for our anniversary <laughs> gifts. And she got me like, like a like a ketchup bottle of Polynesian sauce. Nice. That's like f- made by Chick Fil A. No way. It only comes in Polynesian and Chick Fil A sauce. Nice. So maybe you should get one, Jeremiah. Like an XL size. Yeah, like a, like an actual like s- squirt bottle. Oh my god. Yeah. That so would I'm be, be using that a lot. That would be unhealthy for me to have. Yeah. Um. So Chris. Thank you so much for being here. Are you okay? I'm good. Okay, you great. I'm just used to the, getting used to the microphone here. Chris, we are we are so excited to have you on. So let me just give you a little background about how I know Chris, and then yeah. maybe Nick, you can go into perfect. Um, so when I was a senior in Activate, well, I used to back when I was a, a student in Activate, I, I I was kind of come and go a little bit, mm-hmm. but every time I was at Activate, Chris Adair was there, and he was always just like the 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 friendly smile to greet anybody that was new and so i think you were probably one of the first people that ever said i'm like hey welcome to activate and i was like oh thanks i mean that guy's <laughs> nice but what well, i mean well, you know and so like chris has just always been that person to welcome anyone and everyone in i mean it's true even, and then once i graduated you know into being a leader you know i came to know how incredible chris 
really the is. Behind the scenes of the behind the scenes mm-hmm. Chris. And I mean, just like the way that he, you know, like introduces new students to me and stuff, you know. So um yeah, Chris has just been someone that's always super intentional and that's why I love him. Yeah, Chris has been a leader well, he was a leader for twenty years. Come on. Is oh that my right? Gosh. Nick, you to, you gotta 20? tell the you gotta tell everyone twenty years pretty what much exactly. we did to celebrate Chris for his twenty years. Yeah, so I go, well, I want to go for a fact check here. Okay, um, with JP. Oh, okay, uh, go ahead. JP, you said you met me on your senior year. Uh, no, no, no. I I went so I was going back and forth inactivate throughout the years, and then my senior year, I think, is when I really got to know you, and then when I graduated. But back when I, I remember it. I think, gosh, even in ninth grade, ninth tenth grade. Yeah, little Jeremiah, not so little anymore. Oh, yeah. uh, with your sister. Oh yeah, and. Uh, Super polite, not so little. <clears throat> Super polite, friendly, oh, young people. Wow, I could tell you guys were like well raised. <laughs> I didn't um, even right, pay you to right say from this. the bat. You guys are awesome. Wow, um, thank you, Chris. No, you're you're incredible. <laughs> can I have you get closer to the mic, Chris, so we can yeah. hear you? Absolutely. Also, there for we those go. of you that don't know, uh, Chris and I are holding hands right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that goes without <laughs> saying. <laughs> um, yeah, so twenty years in the 20 in the biz, years. man. Is that correct? 20 years? 20 years. 20 years at Water of Life. Right. Um, pretty much exactly, actually. Um, didn't plan it that way, um, but from August of 99 till September of 2019, um, mm. I served there with the youth ministry. Wow. You um, were serving there before I was blessing. born. Yeah, that's hard to believe, huh? Chris, that's crazy. I was one year old. I was just a thought. Um, hard to believe. <laughs> so I met Chris, I think I was in middle school. I was... Because I, an- I had another leader in seventh grade that I remember. And then I, I was on and off, kind of like Jeremiah said, from Activate. But I'm pretty sure that Chris was my leader from eighth grade to senior year. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think that is. Yeah. Um, I kind of like left for a little bit, like freshman freshman and sophomore year, um, just because... The dark years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but once I came back, Chris was my leader. And he was there for like every week. He was there, and I, like, I was kind of like immature at first, and then I grew mature and helped Chris Weren't lead some some squads. I remember, and we would go to Chick Fil A every Wednesday mm-hmm. after service, and this just kind of feels like I feel at home right now really with does. Chris eating Chick Fil A. Yeah, thanks um, to you guys, I gained about fifteen pounds, <laughs> um, and uh, about senior probably year? five thousand Chick Fil A points. <laughs> Because he made us scan oh, yeah. his phone every time <laughs> we order Chick-fil-A. Uh, Chris is he's like Mr. in the Chick-fil-A. platinum gold extra club at Chick-fil-A. Seriously. They did invite me to the headquarters, guys. Yeah. It's funny because for the 20, so we, t- Chris had celebrated 20 years of being in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Or 20 years with Activate, right? 20 years with Activate. 20 yeah. years with Activate, <clears throat> which is just incredible. It's insane. Yeah, it's, yeah in, insane and crazy and crazy. Um, but yeah, so to honor him, we... We made stickers about the size of your palm of just Chris. And mm-hmm. so it was just a picture of Chris that we turned into a sticker, and we passed them out to students. And they're all over. Oh, Nick's got one on his phone right now. I have one on my phone case. I put one on my water bottle. But the best part is that so many students 
just put them on laptops and phone cases and you know water bottles and you know a lot of them maybe didn't even yeah, know people Chris. people didn't even know who you were and they had stickers of this guy and, and uh, so parents, parents would go like oh <laughs> who's that man you have on in a sticker on you <laughs> i've had a couple parents ask me about that yeah <laughs> and it's actually like, the guy from my I daughter's phone case <laughs> sorry i do not take responsibility for this uh, i might be on a couple of uh Napkin dispensers at Chick-fil-A. Oh, <clears throat> there you go. So if you're there in Rancho, you might want to flip it over. Just check exactly. it out. Exactly. Just a testament to how incredible Chris is that, you know, a youth ministry would make stickers of his face because... Of, they didn't do that for anybody else. That's right, Chris. I strive to have the same <laughs> reputation that you do. Everyone wants a sticker of their face. Yeah. Why don't you, Chris, maybe go into, like, telling us a little bit about, I don't know, how you started in ministry or, I don't know, maybe just give us a... Or we can go way back. Oh, I like that. Let's go way back. Let's throw it. You just What year way. were you born, Chris? 70... 1978. I don't want to give too much information. You guys oh, will, sorry. You know, people, Chris, how much people do you weigh? People will hack my uh, <laughs> uh, 182. Uh, that was, okay. yep. Oh, like blank. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. 1978. 1978. Now, where did you, where were you, where did you grow up? Uh, Ranch Cucamonga. Really? Wow. Yeah, born and what, raised. What part Ranch were you Florida? like raised in? The grapevines. Uh, uh, I was raised uh, in Alta Loma, um, and yeah, since about '79, but never went to uh, schools in this area. Uh, mm-hmm. Went to some private schools, private Christian um, school. Where did you uh, go for high school? High school was Western Christian mm, wow. High School in Covina. <clears throat> Actually, used to drive drive all the way out there before wow. the 210. Uh, was built, oh. take baseline all the way out. Crazy. And how come you didn't go to public school? Is that for your parents, or was it your decision? I think both. Um, I mean, at the time, that just kind of was the norm. That's what our family did. Um, uh, I, I was actually in private school all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Even so college? I, uh, no. Okay. Um, college, uh, I went to UC Irvine for my bachelor's degree. Okay. So it was a bit of a shock. Um, mm-hmm. 17 years old, 17 and a half, um, being on my own in the dorms, mm-hmm. um, you know, being in a public uh, institution. Wow. Chris, um, did you grow up with like siblings or like <clears throat> are you an only child? Two older brothers. Two? I've got two older brothers. I'm the youngest of three. What's mm-hmm. that like? Maybe explain some things. Yep. Um, what has that been like? Um, it's been good. Uh, at some level, I think there's been some rever- uh, role reversals um, for mm-hmm. me. Um, so my oldest brother, um, and we can get into this a little bit, but my oldest mm-hmm. brother, unfortunately, is in prison. Um, he uh, <clears throat> got involved uh, with gangs at, um, at about 18 years old um, here in the mm-hmm. area. And uh, um, unfortunately, is serving a life uh, sentence. Oh, man. Um, fortunately, no one... No one died um, in the crime that he was involved in. That's good. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But that's certainly been, yeah, I think a big big part of my journey, um, life, life-changing part of my journey. <clears throat> that's neat. I'm sure that you've gotten to speak life into his life a little bit and really be the, the love that, you know, I'm sure that he needs in, you know, times that he maybe doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we're in a good season right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I really feel like... Uh, some things are happening um, in his heart and, and uh, also just um, with his case. Um, 
it was a pretty pretty extreme um, sentence that he got. <clears throat> right. And uh, um, yeah. Hmm. What about your other brother? My other brother is a physician. He's a f- uh, family practice physician. Hmm. Um, brilliant guy. Um, honorable. Great, great guy. Um, someone to look up to. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I my family kind of runs the gamut. Um, you know, uh, both extremes, and I'm somewhere in the middle, I guess. Um, what did your uh, parents do, or what do they do now? Is there uh, what do they do now? Yeah, or what did they, or do they do the same thing that they did? Yeah, so my parents were in real estate for a while. Um, my dad, uh, um, so my dad actually still practices um, mm-hmm. in the area, and uh, he enjoys it, and um, mm-hmm. it's a big part of kind of just my family background, um, being in like service type industries and and helping people. Um, so yeah, that's what my dad does. My mm-hmm. mom, my mom used to do. Um, she's uh, happy uh, taking care of grandkids right now, mm. um, enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my dad's still <clears throat> still so doing real estate, so selling houses, so we got selling that. houses. We got the which I used to do that actually myself. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What do you know? <laughs> Just, what, at what point did you not decide that that or decide that that was not for you? You know, it, it never felt like it was for me. It was just uh, kind of an in between. <clears throat> thing for me, a career for me while I was uh, figuring out what I wanted to study uh, in graduate school. Oh, so you um, did it during college? Actually, in preparation for graduate school. Okay. So thinking um, if I had a flexible schedule uh, in real estate, um, the only problem is it just flexed towards the busyness of uh, the business and the needs of clients. And mm-hmm. so I ended up going back um, to teaching um, what what I was doing before, and then going to graduate school in the evenings um, to study uh, clinical psychology. Wow, what did you teach, Chris? I taught all subjects at a charter school. All subjects. Um, wow. Yeah, man, yeah. many trades. You're huh? talking yeah. math, history, science, uh-huh. electives, art. Yeah. Chris, yeah. you're a painter. Back, back then, uh, well, okay, maybe not all subjects. Oh. Um, <laughs> PE. PE. Uh, yeah, teacher. that wasn't oh, wasn't, gosh, wasn't too good at that. You would have you would have been impressed with yourself if I was your PE teacher. <laughs> um, hmm. What was your favorite subject to teach? Favorite subject? Uh, I enjoyed math <clears throat> at a math. You know, basic high school level. Uh, math, um, economics, psychology. What grades did you teach? Uh, mostly high school. Um, so it was at a charter school so setting. Like all grades. Independent study. Um, okay. All grades. Um, wow. So whatever kids came in that you know needed help, you just work with them on an individual basis with the individual plan. Oh, neat. Uh, and what is your degree in, your bachelor's? Bachelor's degree is in economics mm-hmm. uh, with a minor in business management mm-hmm. um, from UC Irvine. Uh, go Anteaters. Anteaters. It's an interesting school mascot. Yeah. Anteaters, they obviously were not um, planning on being on the football field with wow. a mascot like that. Chris, now now that you say that, it kind of makes sense. You seem like, you know, an anteater. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. could kind of make that connection. All the connections. Huh? A little bit. So um, after teaching, or was teaching right after real estate? So, yeah, um, 
Yeah, if we talk about career history, it's going to mm-hmm. be quite a. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I want every um, go for single, it, Chris. Every ever single detail. You have the green light. Yeah, thank you. Um, what well, all started? That's what we're here for. Just, mm-hmm. just it all started you. with just Burger King. More about you. Burger King. <laughs> Burger King. Burger King. I had to. So my Is first car first was a '66 Chevelle. Um, don't be too jealous. It was kind of a basket case. I sanded it by hand, um, mm, wow. by myself. Painted it. Um, by hand. Um, wow. with, what with, color? Uh, black primer. I was going to use pink. <laughs> um, but it was, but it sounded good and it was fast. Um, but yeah, I needed a, I needed some gas money, so I asked my grandma to to see if she can get me a job and where she near where she lived. And next day, she called me up and said, "Go see Muhammad at Burger King." Wow. And uh, <laughs> you still and remember <laughs> his name, Chris, your first boss. I do. Your friends on I Facebook. Do. No, I don't know. Oh, I don't know how to find him. There's a that's lot of Mohammeds out there. Um, yeah, that's Last all, name that's all I know. <laughs> I know. I know a guy. No yeah. way, Chris. <laughs> but he was a good guy. He was that's a good guy. Um, lasted there for about six weeks. Um, <laughs> Did you get fired? <laughs> no, I quit. I Dang quit. it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, went to, worked throughout school um, for my undergrad mm-hmm. degree. And uh, worked for Southern California Edison. Worked. Um, Dang, Chris, you kind of dabbled in almost every field. It sounds like. <laughs> Teaching. You can do anything. <laughs> I've done a few things. Uh, Are you an astronaut too? Working light switches. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like, yep, exactly. Someone uh, coming. My light won't turn on. Yeah. Have you tried this? <laughs> Did a lot of uh, mentoring of young people um, when I was in college. Um, There's a program called America Reads um, mm-hmm. program um, that was under the Bill Clinton administration. So we. Um, would go out and um, work towards increasing literacy in mm-hmm. some of the areas that were um, uh, had more challenges like Santa Ana, Norwalk. <clears throat> so I would go out at 17, 18 years old and um, do some college counseling, help students wow. apply for colleges, <clears throat> things like that. Some of them were older than me, <laughs> um, actually. <laughs> Was that weird so. to like give advice to uh, older people? I grew a mustache pretty quick and uh, you uh, know, pretended like wow. I was uh, the big college student. I love um, it. So I tell you, whenever and when you grow that, was, that first mustache, that was a trick. It's when you really feel that it. That really set, set it off for the rest of your <laughs> life, man. So, Chris, now, when you were little, did you know that you wanted to do what you're doing now? Or what, what, when you say you were in high school, what did you, what did you say, like, wow, what that's what I want to be when I grow up? You know, when I was little, um, my my mom would tell me she said you were like you were like our counselor, um, the family counselor. Um, I don't remember that, you know, really, but um, kind of you know, okay, sit down and let me talk to you. Um, but that really was never you know a goal of mine. I I enjoyed helping people. I knew I wanted to help people, mm-hmm. um, but I, I never thought um, you know I wanted to be a counselor. Right. Actually, in high school. Um, you know, if we were high school buddies sitting around eating Chick Fil A, oh yeah, um, come on. I would say I wanted to be. <laughs> this is funny now, um, but a, a commercial uh, real estate broker. Mm. Uh, you know, being in a private school, I was um, exposed to you know people who owned businesses and who were doing um, real estate and building and development at high levels and. Um, that's something that really interested me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I went to UC Irvine um, for business and economics. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I can't count on my fingers how many teenagers would want to be in real estate. <laughs> yeah, Chris. <laughs> were you kind of like an outlier in high school? Like, were you, or what kind of crap? I mean, I know we're going back and forth throughout your life, but what were you like in high school? Um, what kind of crowds were you in? Drama? I was a hard, hardworking Chris, student. On stage? I did do some drama, um, but it was always, we never took it to the stage. Oh, um, you were involved in some drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a drama class. All right. It might have been a fight Spill or two. Beans. Um, <laughs> How many times did you find yourself in the principal's office? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's, that's a good uh, one. Probably a couple times. <gasps> Chris. All right, do you remember one what it was? One was drag racing in front of the school. Chris. With the oh Chevelle. And, well, I mean, if you're driving that car, you got to. Yeah. I mean, that, makes that, sense. that comes with buying the car at the <laughs> bottom of the contract. Exactly. exactly. You have to drag so race. my friends egged me on. Um, Peer pressure, Chris. And Chris, the other did you get one hit with the wood paddle? Unfortunately, copying my brother's homework. Um, Chris. Uh, which, you know, oh he was in the same class like a year before. Um, <laughs> so, did I don't have know. Any do, penalties? Teacher, do teachers still do that? Do they do they use the same test year after year after mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, most of the time. Maybe they deserve it. Well, we bit. usually do like um, people from the period before us. <laughs> so they take the test. And then they s- take a picture and then they send it to their friends. Oh yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it, yeah, it, we didn't it, have yeah, phones the, back um, then. The copying has evolved, Chris. Let me just say. Yeah, but mm-hmm. nice. Wow. So, did I want to do what I'm doing? So, I'm not sure if people know what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, why don't you go into that? I'm a therapist. Um, uh, most of my work has been um, with uh, adolescents, um, families. Uh, you know, so that's that's what I do. I'm an MFT. I'm a licensed MFT. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, What's that stand for? Here in the Inland Empire, uh, marriage and family therapist, which oh, I think yeah, right away kind of throws people off. Was like, oh, um, well, I don't think you could help me. I'm not married. Um, but really, it's uh, yeah, it's basically just a therapist. Um, As we learned before, Chris covers all bases. So <laughs> all, all of them. He can he can give therapy to anybody. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> So, so yeah, so that's what I do. Um, mm-hmm. When I did not figure that out, that that's what I wanted to do or pursue mm-hmm. um, until probably about four or five years, about five years of teaching mm-hmm. um, and being in the setting that I was in, working in a charter school, Yeah, um, I realized that what I enjoyed most um, was the individual conversations that I had with students and mm-hmm. really helping them kind of figure out um, what they wanted in life and and kind of what brought them to the point um, for many of our students they were uh, they had really struggled some had you know been expelled or suspended mm-hmm. um, they came to us a year year and a half two years behind sometimes and then there was other kids that just you know wanted kind of a homeschool type of um, situation so but, you kind of find yourself like drawn to you know helping more troubled students that, mm-hmm. you know individually <clears throat> I think it's a big part of my personality but um, you know fast forward when uh, growing up, but but also you know when my brother got into the struggles that he got into, mm-hmm. um, I think that really um, hit home for me and um, just a compassion um, for young people realizing that that there is a lack of guidance mm-hmm. um, and support and uh, mentorship and uh, I know now that <coughs> I can't make those decisions for for people, mm-hmm. um, but I could at least. Um, give them the information that they need um, or a little bit more information to to make informed decisions for themselves and 
Um, so kind of help, help, help in the guidance process. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you have really just like focused on helping people. Did that really just help you decide to start being a leader at Activate? Was that a, like a main role in it? Yeah. So when I, ministry um, in general, yeah. when you started, I think in general for me, <coughs> I've also, I've always taken my influence, um, um, you know, we all, we all leave a, uh, a footprint, um, you know, uh, a, th- a thumbprint in this world. And, and right, you leave I, a pretty big one, Chris. Well, well thanks. Hard to fill the size of Russia. Room. I know. Yeah. Come on, Chris. Um, I appreciate the encouragement guys. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we all, we all leave a, you know, uh, an impression <clears throat> in the world. And I, I think at a young age, I just, I wanted to make a, leave a good one. Um, mm-hmm leave people better than I found them. Um, and that's, you know, that's my hope. Um, mm. I think I just lost, lost the train of thought here. That's, that's okay. Jeremiah. All you, the, whenever, uh, you all forget, the adulation. When you forget that even a word, thought, you, oh. just, you just think of your favorite color and then it helps you get back to it. Which favorite color, Chris? Uh, green. Green. Yeah. Wow. Has, okay. Now that's one of them might be a, an odd <laughs> tangent, but has your favorite color always been green? Because mm, growing up, so. my favorite I'd... color was brown. I'm not really sure okay. why, but then it became purple at some point, I think in junior high years, you know, kind of hard to tell why, but then it turned to orange and now my favorite color is orange. So it's kind of nice. like the brown, purple, orange transition. You mm. know? It seems like you've tracked um, very well with Jeremiah with your color. Um, yeah, Chris. So have choices. you always been like a green kind of guy or... Uh, you know, green, uh, red, recycle, uh, gray, Ooh, gray, <laughs> Chris, blue, all fifty like shades, the shirt, like the shirt that Nick's wearing, Chris, like a like a medium blue, deep that's blue. Mm. I just say blue because that's like the basic answer. I don't even think I have a favorite color. Yeah, it's like well, like Jeremiah's got enough for all of us oh. apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Um. Nice. So what? We can kind of get like um, a topic that you can relate to. So sure. mental health kind of in teenagers and young adults and anybody. Um, so what do you think is like the biggest um, cause of like anxiety or mm. stress in teenagers today? Yeah, that's a big question. Um, I think that's the, uh, the billion dollar question or mm-hmm. if you're a Democrat, maybe a, a trillion dollar question. I've seen um, somewhere that like um, teenagers today, like if their anxiety level, if that was the, if they had the same anxiety level in the fifties, they'd be registered to an insane asylum. Cause like, because of how much it's grown over the mm-hmm. years, like our anxiety now is like, what would a crazy person be back then? Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it's mm-hmm. grown over the years for sure. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I wasn't born back then, but I can imagine it's grown exponentially. I think, yeah, I think there's a number of things, um, uh, obviously, um, and, and certainly we're, we're not going to pin it down <clears throat> in this brief conversation and, mm-hmm. and, and with the brains that we have here at the table, um, including mine. <laughs> well, yeah, um, a lot of them thanks to you, Chris. But uh, uh, I think, um, you know, if you isolate a few things um, out, um, obviously there's been some major, you know, changes um, in society and culture mm-hmm. um, not to, you know, um, beat the same drum, but, uh, you know, technology, I think does <clears throat> play a part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, um, 
So this is called what is this called? Eating with friends. Let's, let's grab, grab a, a bite. bite. Oh, let's grab a bite. Okay. Eating okay. with I friends. I just realized that uh, you know because I'm you know a guest here, I, I don't I'm not able to do much eating. Oh, Chris, so I'm gonna go have to ask it. you guys Please. some questions. Please go um, and eat. You know, the, you know the spicy is getting yeah, a little why don't cold you, here. Why don't you hit yeah, with we can talk about uh, our experience with, <laughs> with like uh, we can talk about anxiety that we've dealt with. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, I've dealt with anxiety for like all of high school, for sure. Like it's been grades. Like my friends, girls for sure. Hmm. Um, but I've always just kind of been dealing with like just mild anxiety attacks hmm. and just kind of always being stressed and anxious throughout high school. And like that's something that I still deal with a little bit. So it definitely doesn't go away overnight for sure. Um, for anyone that's trying to look for a, a way out of anxiety, it doesn't just come with one magic word. Um, what about you, Jeremiah? Yeah, I mean, I've I've actually been blessed with, you know, just I'm, I've never been someone that really struggles with anxiety very much. I mean, I think that, um, you know, there's there's situations and events that happen in our lives that, you know, obviously aren't planned. And so I think when something happens that, you know, kind of tragic or something that, mm-hmm. you know, um, really rocks your world, I think that that can be kind of, you know, an entry point for, you know, some anxiety because I know that, you know, some of the stuff that I've gone through, you know, when you face something really tragic or when you face something, you know, kind of big that rocks your world that can, you know, bring anxiety into, you know, just your own heart or your own perspective of, you know, in just different ways, you know, whether it's, you know, oh, maybe something like that's going to happen to me or maybe, you know, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to lose, you know, someone that I love, you know, so I think different ways it's affected me, but not in like kind of a day to day basis as, you know, others have, and you know that's that's a blessing for me, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think you know we talked a little bit about technology, um, mm-hmm. and I think just in general, data, <clears throat> the data processing um, that we have to do on a daily basis. Uh, well, I won't say that that we have to do that we choose to do. It's mm-hmm. just um, ingrained in our culture. Um, we really are are being. Um, shot with kind of a fire hose of data in the in the face um, mm-hmm. if we quantified it we'd probably be um, pretty alarmed at you know the amount of data that we have to process every day mm-hmm. yeah I mean, um, fire hose in the face that'd, that'd from simple damage. decisions um from you know simple decisions of you know what to eat or what to buy or where to buy it um mm-hmm. you know to um you know the con the uh, barrage of information that we see on social media, whether it's advertisements or, you know, people's um, highs and people's lows and, um, mm-hmm. you know, the comparison trap and, you know, oh, look what mm-hmm. they're doing and look what I'm doing and, um, you know, all that stuff. It, it really is a lot to process um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's um, much of it is unnecessary. Um, and so I think that, you know, there has been um, a exponential growth of, of information mm-hmm. um, information of opportunity yeah um, decisions these days are are even though technology is supposed to make things easier decisions these days are um, are much more complex because there's so much information um, involved in every decision mm-hmm. um, that we make um, and so you know there's been that increase in information but I, I think um, the guidance um, has not kept up um, the guidance, the growth, um, 
Sorry about that. Drop the mic. Hey. That was a mic drop. Chris. Not sure what that means, <laughs> no. but I think it's cool. Um, this means that you just said something so remarkable and just so like cool. untoppable that you're just yeah. like, you know, nobody. That's just mic drop. Yeah. I felt that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not really. I agree. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that there's just not been um, the guidance, um, <clears throat> you know, that we need uh, given all of the information. And I think, um, yeah, I think developmentally, um, I was reading an article today, um, and it, it really made a bold bold claim that um, the amount of technology and social media that, that really is, it's not developmentally appropriate mm-hmm. um, for adolescents. Mm. It's a pretty big statement. Um, right. But when I read further, it, it, it made sense because um, the reality is, is that, um, you know, adolescents, teens um, are wired um, in that developmental stage for connection, mm-hmm. for deep and meaningful connection, um, yeah. uh, physical connection. Um, you, know, mm. you know, guys are together and they're in the pool. What's the first thing they do? They, you know, jump on each other and push each other and mm-hmm. dunk each other and, um you know, we need, we need that connection. Yeah. Um, and although we feel connected, um, mm-hmm. we are the least, um, connected, um, generation, you know, I believe, yeah. um, truly connected. I mean, so, you know, is all the technology, is it developmentally appropriate, um, for teens? And, um, I think that really, uh, um, you know, should be on the table. You know, those are those are big questions. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing that's yeah, a big impact. Yeah, I feel like mm. in middle school and high school, it's much easier to talk to people over the phone or like texting than in person. I think that plays a big role in today's society. Like, they, a lot of kids don't go over and meet their neighbors. They just kind of try to find them online, and yeah, they just happen to find someone that lives near them. Mm-hmm. But like growing up, I'd always go to people's houses and see if there's kids my age like hey you want to play outside but i think um now kids are like kind of too afraid to do that a lot of kids don't play outside anymore um yeah because of that too as well yeah i think it i I think it affects every kind of aspect i mean if you think about even like dating especially i would say Mm -hmm. i mean like when it comes to you know oh you know when you when you're into someone do you you know, do you talk to them? Do you, and like a lot of nowadays, it's like, oh, you got to just find them on Instagram and DM them, right? You and just like their photo and exactly. hopefully they respond. Yeah, comments, comment hard eyes on their photo. Fa- you know, like there's just like so many different things nowadays mm-hmm. that, you know, I feel like especially dating that that, you know, affects in, you know, I just think about like the olden days all the time about, you know, what it must have been like to court someone and like how now you know nowadays it's just like you know you text back and forth you call you know you facetime maybe but it's like can you imagine being you know no phones and just like you know say you meet them in the general store or something and you know hey maybe i'll see you next week you know Mm -hmm. and then you maybe go out for a day and then you see him a couple days later you know and so i just think that like that probably is something that's drastically been changed yeah i mean if you meet a girl you can have her be your girlfriend by the end of the day yeah exactly this new age but i imagine it would take that's true weeks back into the day yeah 
as we always say. So Nick, how did you meet your girlfriend? Oh, great question. I think this is a playbook. Met my girlfriend on Twitter. She she slid into your DM. I slid in the DMs. Oh, Chris. He initiated. Come on. Nice. Good job, buddy. I'm the slider. He is. is Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different way of communicating. I don't know if it's better or worse. Probably worse of communicating with people. But it is a platform to communicate with more people than you would without phones. I mean, I I know friends. I have friends that I've never met before, but I talk to them all the time Mm. through social media, texting. So it's... It has its ups and downs for sure. Absolutely. I definitely feel like there's a middle ground. There's like, you know, it's super good, but, uh, uh, you know, too much of a good thing isn't so good. And so I think just finding that balance of, you know, yeah, using it to, you know, like social media, put out, you know, you know, updates on where you're at now, but not using it to be something that kind of like, you know, you, you know, base your life off of every day, you know, or you're like constantly, you know, scrolling through it, dealing with, you know a lot of things that people deal with nowadays. So I think that finding that balance is crucial, but also incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You said scrolling through um, all the things that people are dealing with. I think that's a, a part of it as well. Um, you know, and it goes back to the, to the question, you know, is it developmentally appropriate? Um, mm-hmm. You know, that we really are, you know, in this, this, uh, Apple portal um, into the world, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, 12 and 13, 14 year olds, you know, um, with unlimited data or, you know, Wi-Fi can, you know, access anything, mm-hmm. um, really be exposed to any, any idea, any thought, any person, um, you know, out there. And um, I think for a lot of, you know, young people, they're, they're not developmentally prepared to process um, all of this, all of this information, all these schools of thoughts, differences mm-hmm. of pin, of opinions. I mean, not only that, um, just the compassion fatigue that comes comes with it. You know, we the truth is that we don't have to, we don't need to know. Um, you know, every time someone's you know aunt, uncle, grandma passed away, or mm-hmm. um, you know more than we normally would through just normal interactions. Um, mm-hmm. um, okay maybe those aren't the best examples but um you know we're being exposed to you know the the struggles that everyone has um and uh it's hard you know it's hard for adults um to carry the weight uh, of concern Mm -hmm. um, for others um and even more so um, with young people i know yeah i know you know young people that are up late at night, you know, trying to help a friend, um, and feel really burdened and, and alone and, and isolated and, um, you know, in those situations, um, which goes to another point, um, even with technology, uh, sleep, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some really some core issues of, of health, um, and sleep is definitely one of them and we'll tie it again to technology exercise, um, mm. Sorry, guys. The Wii um, is not enough exercise. The Wii tennis. What about my VR um, set? It's not enough exercise. Well, I've not seen you in action, Nick. I've been um, boxing on that thing. And I've been I, after I get a good thirty minutes in, I am in a full-on sweat. You got to check so, it out, Chris. Hundred percent. Okay. I will check it out. Definitely. Yeah, but um, I think I'll have a busted lip. But yeah, well, I'll check it out. Know. 
That's Hope that doesn't happen. I'll run into something. I'm sure. Oh, probably. <laughs> so sleep. Sleep is a big one. We, you know, we need to get sleep. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, teens that are that are developing, that are growing. Um, you know, the the brain is not fully developed until about age 24, 25, mm-hmm. um, 24. Uh, and so it's so crucial um, to have the you know the right nutrition, mm-hmm. sleep, exercise. Um, so let me ask you something, Chris. There's a, I mean, we talked about you know, a lot about you know, obviously what you do now and how you help people and how even from a young age you've always known that you wanted to help people. How do you make sure that you yourself are, you know, staying healthy, being taken care of, and you know have good mental health when you're constantly surrounded by so many people that aren't, you know, kind of just in the same sense that, you know, yeah, you know. Like if you think about, you know, here's, you know, a hypothetical example, like hanging out with the wrong crowds, maybe in high school, because, you know, maybe you go to church and you want to, you know, bring those other people, you know, to know God or like to come to church too. But, you know, surrounding yourself with, you know, too many people that are not, you know, on the same kind of, you know, spiritual level as you or, you know, like that can also, you know, much more likely bring you down than bring them up. How do you Mm -hmm. kind of make sure that you yourself are staying like? healthy when you're dealing with so many people who aren't mm-hmm. when it comes to like mental health well yeah so i'll address i'll address that with with kind of two questions so how do i mm-hmm. how do i do that um it sounds like you're asking how do i do that for me as a <clears throat> as a clinician in the helping helping profession mm-hmm. clinician i like that word um and then how do you um thank you um and then how do uh young people um kind of deal with um mm-hmm. yeah maybe just the the influence yeah. um peer pressure um, that they might experience um really yeah thank you jeremiah for tying that you know the, to young people i think because a lot of young people are trying to help um and, mm-hmm. and you know be that influence be that positive influence um so for me personally um <clears throat> you know i i do have to prioritize um uh you know my my own health um i've at some level i think i'm i'm fortunate as a as a man i think um you know as men men you know talk a lot about um compart being able to compartmentalize parts of our lives and kind of you know i have the work box and i have the home box and the play box and um you know i'm able to do that i think a little bit better than than maybe some of my female peers Mm -hmm. um or just differently um uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm usually able to transition pretty well um, from work. Um, having said that, though, there's probably ways that, um, you know, compassion fatigue comes into play um, for me that, I, that I'm not fully aware of. Um, you know, whether that's carrying it even in, you know, physical. It's, you know, um, for me, if I'm stressed, it's, you know, my, my neck is tight or my back. Um, mm. And so, uh, you know, making sure that I'm stretching um, mm. sitting in the jacuzzi that's super relaxing for me um, uh, getting out and taking a walk um, calling a friend do you use um, your uh, bidet to relieve some stress oh boy it relieves TFDI. things but not stress yeah, I've uh, never gotten an invite for a jacuzzi uh, sesh yeah uh, I do not jacuzzi have and a jacuzzi boudet night? Uh, yeah that sounds a little sketchy um, okay. six feet apart of okay. course yeah um yeah anyways thanks guys uh so (laughs) the other one was just young people um yeah Yeah. 
uh, and how they deal with. Um, right. I know there's not one one answer to fix everyone. I mean, obviously, yeah. everyone's situation is different, but just maybe some tips and tricks to kind of relieve some anxiety or just breathing techniques or something. Yeah. Or like what, I mean, like in high school, for example, I used to, you know, be someone, like I said, I kind of bounced around between youth group and not. And I think a lot of it was because I, you know, that was where my heart was and I wanted Mm -hmm. to be, you know, in that scene and, you know, like focused on God and, um, you know, bringing people into that. But at the same time, you know, it was easy to get into the wrong crowds at school and, you know, like not surround myself with those kind of people, you know, and so, you know, as much as I'd want to hang out with those kind of people and say, oh, no, I want to bring them, you know, into into my scene. So often I was being brought into theirs. And so, I don't know, what, what do you think, say, you know? Well, I think I think the relationships that, that, that really um, matter and that are going to last are the ones that are um, founded on common ground. Mm. And I think the, the best common ground um, that we can have is, is our faith. That's um, right. Our, our faith in God and our love for Christ. Um, if you are wanting to make an impact and an influence, um, be an influence on your peers, um, you know, who are not walking with God, who are not believers. Um, I think you, that's a constant, um, it requires constant evaluation. You know, who is mm-hmm. being influenced in this, in this circumstance? Um, am I the influencer or am, am I being influenced? Um, uh, and that's, of course, you know, with the right kind of heart and attitude to, uh, <clears throat> you know, to really live for Christ. Um, you know, who's, yeah, who's, who's being influenced. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you guys, bless you, bless Jeremiah. You. Thank you. Um, when, uh, when I was a kid, I'd always see these rescues. Clinician. Yeah, by a clinician. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a $35,000 word. Um, and a lot of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of school loan interest. Um, I'll, I'll call you a clinician. For that. Yeah, thank you. Clinician thank you. Chris. Yeah, thanks. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. So we would always see these swift water rescues, and, you know, Jeremiah. Jeremiah is wanting to be a fireman um, right. well on his way, and so he knows about this. And But we would always see them uh, in, the, like, the L.A. River. I would always see them watching TV. Um, but you would always, you know, you see someone floating through kind of like a rushing river and, you know, heavy rain pour in, in L.A. Um, and, you know, it was clear, like, that's the person right there. They're like, you know, 10 feet away from the, you know, the bank of the of the flood channel. Uh, why don't they just jump in? Just kind of the guy's right there, you know, just, just jump in. You can do it. Mm-hmm. But they would always make sure that, that the rescuer was tied, you know, to something a more secure um than the person in the rushing river because mm-hmm. what's worse than like one that. person in the river drowning is two or three um, right yeah and although it seems so simple um you know to to kind of reach out <clears throat> and help it we got to make sure that we are anchored um first um anchored to something that's greater than ourselves anchored to something that's greater than um um, then what is sweeping away um, our friends and family members um, you know that um, there really is a torrent um, uh, of pressure of um, culture um, that is <coughs> counter um, Christ mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah I, I think we just got to make sure that we are anchored and there's seasons when we are and there's seasons when we're not and we need to recognize that you know I need to step back mm-hmm. um, and, and work on myself Recently, I, I did that. Um, I 
That's right. Uh, you guys know that I was in New Zealand, and um, that's right. You're um, sabbatical. I guess I owed a few sabbaths. That's right. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> spent three months in New Zealand um, on a small island um, called Great Barrier Island. Ooh. Um, and so really just kind of a good tan. Um, a decent tan, uh, but you can get some serious skin cancer pretty quick in oh, New Zealand. Oh. Um, so I, I also had my cancer. bucket hat on. Oh, um, so trendy. Oh, bucket hat. Yeah, is that is that oh. the is that the cool word for it? Yeah, that's, that's what all the kids are wearing. Oh, okay. That's right, Chris. That's very in right now. Yeah, Chris is kudos for very being on top. In. That's right. Not he only creates the trends. Really. That's right. That's right. The man, the myth, the, the clinician. The clinician. Yeah. So, what were you uh, <laughs> seeking to find, or what is, did you find in New Zealand? Yeah. Like, what was your purpose for going out there, and you know, how did that kind of? And why New Zealand? Yeah. You could have gone anywhere. Spin the the globe and just kind of close your eyes and throw your finger down and, oh, New Zealand. Yeah, so um, I've been in New Zealand once before. Heard about this program. Um, The ministry is called uh, Father Heart of God Ministries. Um, And um, those of you guys that are are listening, some of you probably familiar with uh, Youth with a Mission, Mm -hmm. um, YWAM. I mean, so in their school, their DTS, Discipleship Training School, um, they usually have um, uh, some time where they talk about the Father Heart of God. Mm. I mean, when I was in New Zealand um, uh, visiting one of the YWAM schools out there, um, I heard about um, this concept of the Father Heart of God. And um, certainly we know, you know, God is our Father. Um, but that was something that really just caught my heart. Um, like, I, I really want to know God as my Father uh, more. Mm-hmm. Um, and know um, the Father's love. And so um, kind of just put that in my um, my bucket list, tucked it in my heart. Um, that's be something that I would be interested in doing. Um, last year, uh, um, for several months, I had this desire to have what, what I was, what was in my heart was a reset. Um, and uh, through a number of um, just confirmations and God's guidance, um, um, this was a place um, where I would have my reset um, in, mm. uh, yeah, Great Barrier Island. Maybe uh, you can explain to the audience just kind of the purpose of sabbatical. Why not just stay at home and reset? Like, what's what do you think the the reason for going out the and significance being, for taking that step? Yeah, what's like what's the difference between staying at home and trying to reset and going off into the world and resetting? I think it has a lot to do with just individual. A person's individual journey um you know mm. certainly you can um you <laughs> i think we you know uh need a reset every day um mm-hmm. every you know every morning um uh, every like evening first dates yeah <laughs> she resets every day every single day yeah. <gasps> groundhog day <gasps> chris yeah have you seen groundhog day uh yeah actually i have oh, uh, i think recently movie. actually it's a good movie. Um, really good movie yeah, yeah totally it, was, Phil. it was funny. Um, <laughs> Chris, do you have a favorite movie? Uh, you know, one of my favorites. Um, Mamma Mia. Growing up, uh, Dumb and Dumber. I, I no, Chris, way. you're yeah, lying. Yeah, it was super funny. If but you then gave me fifty I chances it, to guess your favorite movie, you would have never guessed. I would have not guessed. <laughs> of course, Dumb now Dumber. when I watch it, I was, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's a little crude. Chris, the um, notebook parts, but. Um, do you feel like you're talking to Dumb and Dumber right now? No. Do you ever feel like you're talking to Dumb and Dumber when you, you know, talk to us? I recently watched Ford versus Ferrari. Oh Ooh, yeah, good that one. was actually a really good like storyline. Good movie. There's mm-hmm. great movies out there. Um, 
uh, yeah, watched a lot of movies actually on the island. Um, inspiring movies. They got Netflix out there? Oh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, Chris, no Netflix? That's no. Okay. Also, side, no internet, note, actually. side note, yeah. um, Chris uses all of my video subscription, movie, anything. Oh, Ooh. boy. I think that's legal, I hope, right? Yeah. I don't okay. think the cops are listening to this. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chris uses my Netflix, Hulu. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, Hulu okay. dropped off Nick. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, Netflix. Yeah, Give me the updated password. Ne- um. <laughs> One time I was I was watching Netflix and I guess you can only have so many people on your Netflix at a time. So I, I was like, someone's watching. Do you remember what movie it was, Chris? <laughs> no, I remember it was, Nick telling me it, it was, was a, like uh, it was Christopher some, Robin. No, it was like it was Winnie like, the Pooh. It was like it was a romance movie. It, <laughs> yeah. It was like oh, what? somebody's watching. Oh, I forgot. It was like. It was some romance movie. When was, I was it really? Yeah, I was like, is mom watching this? And, I, and then I texted Chris, and I was like, are you watching Netflix right now? It was a right rom-com. Now? Chris, are you a romantic? Uh, I'm going to find it. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I'm that guy that brings flowers uh, most dates. Ooh. Chris. Can you imagine showing up for the first date with flowers? That is Oh, it was. it was he's not that into you. He's not that into you. That's yeah, and then you were, and then you were like, that has "Story of my dating life." <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> oh, I think I was trying to figure myself out a little bit. Um, yeah, it's too much information. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that was funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, well, Nick. Chris, you mentioned uh, me on blast. Nick. You mentioned like bucket lists, and it's funny because we I, I I just pulled up some topics that we kind of discussed, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I think some of these would be fun to ask you what. What are maybe some things on your bucket list, or maybe some things that, like, you know, when you're a little kid, you say, "I want to be like this when I grow up." What do you say, like now is like, "Wow, I want to, I want to do these things," you know, one day, you know, like maybe when I retire, like these are still on my like to do list of life. Maybe something like crazy fun, or I don't know, like yes, maybe some things that are out of this world to do, and then some maybe some more realistic things, like like big dreams, like wow, that would be incredible, and then maybe something like. Oh wow! Like I hope I get to do this. You know, what do you think? Yeah, I've done, I've done a number of things on the on the bucket list. Just uh, this last year, um, uh, traveling to Australia to mm-hmm. to see a close college friend and his family. That was a big um, one on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, Great Barrier Island was a was one on the bucket list. Interesting. And then New Zealand. Yeah, we still didn't really cover that, but we'll get back to that after this. We'll get back yeah. there. <laughs> um, hmm. So I I took a big step actually in the last uh, couple months, um, uh, kind of living out a dream um, of of having my own organization. I'm certainly not there um, mm-hmm. yet, um, but uh, I did um, uh, get a. A DBA and a business license, um, and the organization's name is called Youth Dynamics, um, and it really has to do with a vision that um, and a dream that God gave me, mm-hmm. um, probably about six years ago. <clears throat> and so, starting to step out, um, stepping out and leaving a, what's a comfortable. A, what's a DBA, real quick? Uh, Dad doing, doing business as, <laughs> oh, um, and so it's yeah, it's, so it's clear kind of a, a formal listening. name for a business <laughs> other than your own. Got it. Um, so, uh, sorry, continue. Yeah. So, um, that's a big, uh, that was a big step for me. Um, kind of leaving a comfortable, um, uh, job and, and, uh, salary and, 
benefits and all that stuff and, and really mm-hmm. stepping out on my own. Um, been really blessed, uh, um, you know, Think working, big, Chris. working with people um, and, uh, and kind of on my own terms, I guess, and, and you know, um, in private practice. I mean, really being able to um, bring faith into the room, um, into the counseling room, and um, has been has really made a huge impact. Um, there's a lot of people um, that are seeking um, counseling support um, that are people of faith or that you know want God in the room, um, and I'm realizing that more and more, uh, even just in the last couple months, um, uh, being able to meet people. Um, on that level um, has been hugely impactful. Um, I think we're really missing out um, the counseling um, profession in general um, of not addressing faith um, so much. You know, secular counseling is out there, and and uh, mm-hmm. if you just look at it's just people of faith seeking counseling, um, they need that support. Um, they need to bring um, God in the room, and it's helpful, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So bucket list. Um, you know what? I, this is kind of a random, but I, I would like to have some sort of, uh, motor vehicle that's with a supercharger. Um, that would be sweet. Um, so you can, uh, do drag racing and get called in the principal's office. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Basically. Um, yeah, who knows? Um, what are some options of your vehicle? Have that on the water. Um, a supercharged suburban would be cool. Wow, mm. it would be super cool. Um, suburban, kind of okay. that like that sleeper. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Um, Interesting. Yeah, of Toss course. A bunch I of mean, students in the back and just students, for it. kids, uh, whatever, kids. family. Um, okay, there's a bucket list. Uh, Jeremiah just perked up there. Um, I would like to be married. Um, oh, I'd like mm-hmm. to have kids. Um, yeah. Wow. So. Those are are big ones. Big ones on the bucket list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bucket lists are. I like at first. I I've already done some things which I've been blessed to do. I've always wanted to like go to Europe, and I got that opportunity when filming for some YouTubers, um, and going to New York as well. Just kind of traveling. I love to travel and just make videos of traveling stuff. So that'd be pretty cool. Mm. What are you? What are your bucket list, Jeremiah? Bucket list items. Um, it used to always be skydive. I got to skydive uh, last year, which was incredible. Wow. Incredible. Uh, I want to see the Northern Lights. I don't know. I've mm. got I've got mm. a list in my phone that's you know, pages Pretty and cool. pages of scrolling. But yeah, I don't know. See the Northern Lights. I've always wanted to base jump. You know, which is like like using the squirrel suit off of a <laughs> off of a building. You know, I don't know. I'm kind of like an adrenaline junkie. So. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Just travel with my with my future family one day. I think that's that's a big <coughs> one. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think those are all really neat ones. But well, I don't know, Chris. What do you? What would you say? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? And we kind of talked about that a little bit mm. at the beginning. That's like my last my last question I've got. Just yeah. <coughs> I feel like I'm in a job interview. Five years. Um, where do you see yourself? <laughs> where do you see yourself in this organization in five years? <laughs> Very underdressed for this interview um, too, Chris. I well no. that. It happens. It? Um, <laughs> t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, f- I 
feel like I know the answer to that question, and yet I and yet I don't. Um, right, it's kind of uh, impossible to yeah. say where you're going to be in five years. Where yeah. would you like to see yourself in five years? Yeah, like ideally, like if uh, if, if everything goes to plan. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I just yeah, hit right. my head. <laughs> <off> <laughs> the no worries. Well, head, bud. Um, yeah, I, I mean, serving God—that's number number one. Um, doing what He wants me mm-hmm. to do, having the impact that He wants me to have. Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly that looks like? Um, I, I don't know. I I, um, I hate to say it, guys. Um, I'm a few years ahead of you, um, but I think kind of the the longer you walk with the Lord, um, mm-hmm. um, the less you. Um, I guess hold tight to having it all figured out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of at that place, you know, having stepped away from everything, putting everything on the table, ministry, work, um, family for a season. Um, uh, you know, I think the one thing that I have figured out is that I need, I need God. Um, mm-hmm. I, need, I need Jesus in my life every day and um, I need to seek him. And that's, that's really where um, I find my, fulfillment and guidance and you know the path is laid out um, before me uh, every day um but i I really i do want to make an impact um uh, so in in five years i i would i would love to be married um starting a family and whatever that looks like um whether you know having kids or adopting kids Mm -hmm. um i'd like to do both um um uh you know, depending on where God wants, uh, what he has planned with this organization, Youth Dynamics, um, uh, really um, mm. it being a place to you know, create opportunities for other people to, you know, live out their calling and, and helping um, young people, helping families. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a good plan. You ever want to skydive, Chris? Not really, actually. No. Oh. Yeah. Chris, would you go skydiving? If I gotta, this is I a, this go is a story you. though. Cancel reservation. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I had a little bit too much. I'm thinking, okay, I'm a single guy. I skydive. I break my back. You're a clinician. Um, Don't forget I'm that. I'm a clinician. <laughs> um, like who's gonna who's you know who's gonna take care of me? Um, yeah. I take care um, of you, Chris. Well, thanks, Jeremiah. <laughs> you you do it for a day. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> Chris, we could all move in somewhere together. Okay. You pay the rent, like we'll take good. care of you. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's a good plan. That's yeah. a great plan. No, Chick fil A every <laughs> night, Chris. Can you imagine? Oh, gosh. Doing that? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, no, we'll, we'll do we'll do exercising. Remember the boxing? The virtual yep. reality? Oh, okay. We are boxing. Okay. You got yeah. it all figured out, Jeremiah. Thanks. Yeah. I really do. Well, I think this is a good place to end. Uh, Thank you so much, Chris, for being the first guest on our podcast. It means a lot to us. There's no one else we'd rather have as our first guest. Mm. Um, hopefully, you guys learned a little bit more cr- about Chris. I know I have. That's right. Um, so, th- thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you, Chris, it's been an honor, for being guys. here. Anything you want to shout out for people to yeah, follow? I just want to. I just want to shout out. Like, well, I have no idea. You know, follow the car ahead of you. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Nick. <laughs> And JP here. Oh, I wasn't Chris. expecting that. I didn't see that one coming. Awesome, awesome young, awesome young man. Any um, parting words or advice that you could give to anyone listening? Be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, dot 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 in the Lord. Um, mm. 
you know that's really where our strength comes from right and uh yeah this season we need we need that Um, we need to draw on god's strength and we can (coughs) be strong but it's got to be in him Mm -hmm. um so bless you guys love you guys respect you um thank you chris um, Chris. have high hopes for you guys and the clinician, of course. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Double Nick. Right thanks there. for the Chick Fil A. Yeah, Chick Fil A. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sponsoring this episode. Being around, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Sponsoring this <laughs> thank episode. Thanks for uh, like a shout out to True Kathy um, and the Kathy family. <laughs> of do they own Chick Fil A? Yeah, oh, yeah okay. they do. Got it. I'd like to shout out my mom too. Now that w- while we're at it, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. My pet tortoise. Yeah. You know what? It's since we're on the sub- subject of Chick Fil A, uh, uh, Impact Three Hundred and Sixty. Since we, you know, some young people might be listening, mm-hmm. um, Impact Three Hundred and Sixty is a discipleship program um, sponsored by um, and developed by uh, Chick Fil A. It's my understanding. Mm. Um, they're in Georgia, um, and you can spend a gap year um, there, um, getting some great um, discipleship and mentorship. Awesome. Um, and probably eating some good food as well. Ooh, Chris, before we go, so. you gotta you gotta leave them with your your social media tag so people can follow you and keep up on your your life and see if you know that's, right. that's where you're at in five years. You know, so I'm, I'm on fans. Facebook. I don't Ooh, have Facebook. a social media tag. That's okay. We're uh, working on it. Chris Adair. <laughs> We're working on. I it. there's an Instagram somewhere around there. I probably got to discount it Chipotle right. or something to. <laughs> to have an Instagram <laughs> account. He probably created one. But that I don't think sense. I've ever looked at it um, since then. So, yeah, That's great. Well, Chris, it's been an honor to just... Just to be in your just presence. Just to be in your presence. Oh, gosh. Thank you, yeah. guys Because you. we, I mean, in this quarantine, we haven't lot, got a lot to see a lot of people, but there's one people, one person I want to see. It's yeah. you. Yeah, it's Chris thanks, Adair. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, It's my pleasure. Well, well, thanks so much. Was that a Chick-fil-A joke? Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. You dog. <laughs> you clinician. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>